0: accountants, people that can help you set up your business, etc. But it's a three-step process. So the first step is I want to help them get set up. Mm-hmm. Second step is I want to help them scale. And this is where some businesses might make 100k to 100k livable like wages, and then they'll be able to hire internally. So what I realized is that if I try to you know convince other organizations to hire, that's not going to work because the immigration document. it's always like it's either this or that, But if I can actually build the next generation of immigrant entrepreneurs that can hire, I think that that's a more viable option that that I'm willing to pursue. And then the third one is more ambitious, which is the third step, which is helping them retire. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have a social security number, how do you retire? Well, one option that hasn't been looked at a lot is like selling their business, right? So that would be the third step. It's extremely ambitious where I would have to purchase a stake in the company and then help them sell it. Um, but it's a three-step process and right now i'm just at the step one uh-
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast in the left state of mind. I am Ashmida and I am Regina. Thank you all for all your love and support um, throughout our journey. It's been really wonderful having all of you here. Um, for
2: today's episode, we have a very special guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his name is Juan Maya Hernandez, and he's also an undocumented entrepreneur and founder of prepare biz so for those of you who don't know him or like want to know more about his journey this episode will be helpful especially if you are someone looking to start a business or you know want tips about how to start your entrepreneurship journey right yeah so this episode is packed with his experiences story and we had a lot of fun too this was our first time hosting a guest so it was kind of awkward in the beginning but the (laughs) vibes were like really nice and um yeah it was a really good space for us to be able to meet virtually and also hope you guys um resonate and also learn a lot from his story so really excited to yeah
0: yeah so hey everyone my name is Juanma Hernandez um I'm undocumented I pretty much just document my journey on social media about starting a business um and I think the reason why i i am on this mission is because i'm trying to solve the biggest problem within our community which is like how do you help undocumented people get more jobs and that's really what my mission is and i think everything that i that i document goes towards that um and i'm originally from mexico so i guess that's a fun fact
2: yay so why, why don't you tell
1: us a little bit about like um when did you come here how was your childhood like a little bit about yourself
0: yeah well so like i like i said i mean i was born in mexico I came here when I was three years old because I actually had epilepsy so in Mexico they diagnosed me with uh, post-traumatic epilepsy and uh, the doctors over there they didn't know how to cure me and um, my, my parents were well my parents decided to move here and then uh, here is where I got cured I, I took like medication like my younger years and thankfully I haven't had like any seizure um, and I think from there I didn't know what it was I didn't know what that is I mean it wasn't as talked about back in the day right but the first time I found out was uh in high school because I received this internship to teach English to day laborers and um yeah that's me for my paperwork and I was like I just I just don't have that you know so yeah that's a little bit about like my childhood um
1: How old you? How you? um come here
0: I was three I was three so I don't really remember much and like I said like I I had epilepsy so I I think yeah. I also I don't know it, it's I mean I just hear it from my mom I don't really remember anything be honest
2: Mm -hmm. wow no like props to you you know like from um having like epilepsy and then like finding out that you were undocumented to like starting your own business and also your podcast so i know you have had a lot of like struggles that you overcame so like how was the cultural shock in terms of like language barriers and how did you overcome like while being in school you know like being in a new environment how was that like for you
0: i think it was I mean, I think it was just, I think the biggest challenge that I, I think I didn't like deal with like a lot of cultural barrier things. Cause like I pretty much grew up here, you know, the only thing that I really struggled with was, um, you know, speaking English. That was the biggest thing that I had a hard time with. I mean, when I was in elementary, uh, I was taking bilingual classes, uh, Spanish and English. Cause I also speak Spanish. Yeah. And then, you know, going into middle school, I was actually bullied a lot because I couldn't speak certain things. Uh, so in middle school, I had like, I just couldn't speak English as well I took like English learning development only passed it into like my eighth grade um but I think those were like amongst like the the biggest challenges I wouldn't say cultural because I, I I didn't come like when I was a little like again like I, I pretty much grew up here yeah. so I don't I don't really remember a lot of that aspect of stuff I mean
1: always been in like LA or did you first come somewhere else and move to LA or how was that
0: no yeah I mean I been in l.a stayed in l.a haven't moved um (laughs) so yeah i pretty much grew up here right uh but yeah yeah i haven't moved
2: wow yeah so um i know like you have uh, you know a lot going on from like um graduating high school to navigating like the undocumented life and like finding opportunities to financially sustain yourself can you tell us like what um how is your startup journey looking and what works do you have planned out for yourself
0: yeah well like I mentioned right I I didn't know it wasn't documented I didn't know what that was in high school um and then 2017 to 2022 which was last year I attended UCLA Mm -hmm. Uh, so I I went to University at UCLA the first four years I didn't have DACA um and then the last year I did qualify for DACA so I was able to see both experiences Now, when i didn't have daca i actually worked as a as a day laborer with my dad to make some money are you familiar with like what a day labor is or you want me to explain that are you all familiar with that i
2: think you should explain a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for
0: our audience who doesn't know you know right yeah yeah so if if anybody ever goes to like a hardware store like a home depot or any hardware store the people sending outside that like look for jobs you know that's that's what my dad does and that's what i did when when i didn't have daca I worked there I guess like I also had a high school job quote unquote but it wasn't really anything but I I tried working at a restaurant and I didn't stay there much often I I remember the first day I went they made me like swap the uh, like sweep the floor and, and then, like, I didn't like I didn't stay more than one day so I don't really call it a job but I tried I tried working there um and then in my second year at UCLA I fell under academic probation and I needed to find a way to make money and I think like I always define myself as I started as a necessity entrepreneur I didn't want to be an entrepreneur I think it was I was sort of pushed into it because I needed to find a way to make money and I was finding my classes at UCLA so I was like I need to find a way and I think at that time I I used to so in high school I used to film like YouTube videos and I knew how to use a camera and stuff so I just had this idea of like what if I can start taking photos for money Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in my second year I went to the entrepreneurship center at UCLA and I was like hey this is my idea this is my situation what can I do with it I got a list of a lot of resources on campus and I was like okay I could probably do this you know and then a month later uh that same person that ended up hired uh the same person that I spoke to ended up hiring me and I think from there now uh, she was like can you come and take photos of student entrepreneurs how much are you going to charge me and um you know like I was just like I need a thousand dollars, but I was gonna charge a thousand dollars because I, I I mean it was my first client, right? But I was just like, uh I can do it for six hundred, you know. I usually do it for eight hundred, but even though it was my first one and and uh she I expected her to say no, and she told me yes, and the way that she paid me was through a scholarship. So she passed it through financial aid, and oh. then I got I got like six hundred dollars for foot like taking photos of these events. Um and then from there. At the entrepreneurship event there was a lot of people that didn't look like me that you know mm-hmm. were not undocumented or like we're not latino latinx whatever mm-hmm. and um some of these students were coming from other universities uh you know to pitch their 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 businesses and you know i never heard them think small like they were thinking of like how do i build the next facebook how do i build the next twitter how do i build this and i got inspired because i was taking photos of these students you know and i, I started getting inspired I started asking myself why can I do something similar why doesn't my community think this way like what what do they have that I don't have right besides the the status um so then after that uh I did off another event you know on campus with the same lady that hired me Yeah. and then I realized that um on-campus events only happen once or twice a uh a, a, like uh like a, a year so there's not a lot of room for me to make a lot of money so um yeah I was getting paid 600 dollars but There wasn't a lot of frequency it wasn't happening as often so i was like what what can i do something that is more in need and then i had this idea of like okay maybe i can take headshot photos for students you know like students at ucla students on campus for their linkedin that was that that was my service and i was like how do i do this i had no clue how to do this but i was like okay you know what i need a portfolio i know nobody nobody knows me because when you start a business nobody knows who who you are realistically yeah and i'm like I'm, i'm a nobody so I did a, a free event on campus. I was like, "Hey everyone!" I sent a message on GroupMe, like a messaging app, and I said, "Hey everyone, I'll be hosting a free headshot event for all these students. Sign up." I got like twelve sign up. Six students actually came to the event. It was like fifteen minute headshots, and then I went through the whole process of like booking somebody, you know, taking their photos, editing them, and then sending it to them. And I was like, "That's enough of a procedure that I need to actually try to you know build something." So with those photos. I build a portfolio and then with that portfolio i ran an instagram mad and then a student saw it and then i think from there it was just like word of mouth and that's how i had like 64 customers i made like eight thousand dollars like uh, in my third year and i was like hey this is actually something i could do you know and
1: <laughs> so so,
0: yeah yeah so then uh and then i started implementing my TikTok. so mm-hmm. then i started filming like
1: you yes. know
0: how to tutorials on TikTok, and then few of my videos went viral I had a 700,000 viewed video for 100,000 viewed video and then then I started getting people to you know so I can go take photos of their car and they're like can you come take pictures of my car can you come take pictures of my party and it was starting to you know starting to like a little business I was starting to build my own brand um but then I fell into really bad depression so like uh you know I wasn't doing good in my studies even though I was like making money on the side like I wasn't on track to graduate in four, th- four years and I went through a really bad depression then my family uh, my family and I got COVID mm-hmm. and um I had to stay an extra year at UCLA and so I let that kind of I let that go I had to overcome depression and now I was also going to get kicked out of UCLA my fourth year because <laughs> I had a less than a 0.8 GPA yeah. uh for one of my quarters and I was like I don't know if I could finish I've been through so much I don't know if i could actually do this and at that time i still didn't have daca so i was like what am i even gonna do right even though i had like i was building this like photography thing um and then like i don't know what happened but like i just said i'm gonna give them my best i overcame those obstacles and um you know i figured it out stayed an extra year but then this is where this is how my whole idea came about okay so okay, yeah then yes yeah. yeah, so, so then um there was this career for happening right so once i overcame all these obstacles this career for on campus for uh growth marketing internship uh for uh, at a startup I was like I have enough portfolio I have enough things that I can talk about right they should be able to hire me besides the fact that I don't have DACA I'm gonna just go uh so I went I got the interview and then and then they wanted to hire me now the only issue with them trying to hire me when I didn't have DACA is like I don't have no documents I don't have no social I don't have anything Right. And, um, I was like, that's not a problem. Like UCLA's dream center got my back. They know everything. Boom, boom, boom. Let me just connect you. And then I connect with them. And then I was like, no, this is going to land. Something's going to work out. You know, they, they know, they know. And, uh, they, they didn't know. So <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Like, I have the skills. Uh, there's just, there's just like, there's still a missing puzzle piece in, in this equation of like, there's undocumented students with the skill. And then there's employees that want to hire them. But there's a clear gap and there's no bridge between them and i was like and then that that i mean i was disappointed that i didn't get the internship but i was like what if i could solve this right yeah. so for the past so since like 2021 so now i've been trying to find a solution um and i've tried so many things uh i don't know if you want me to go into each of them because like yeah, I guess okay. you want but...
1: to talk about your your business as well yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: so when i started i was like okay how can I bridge this gap right so I did some I did some research let me build a recruitment agency and the way the recruitment agencies work is you build a group of individuals certain skill and -hmm. then you help them get a job ultimately and I was like if I can figure that out with the DACA community I can figure something out for the non-DACA community and I can potentially Mm -hmm. do that so I went through it I helped two of my DACA friends that had just graduated find jobs and I was like hey I could actually do this uh and I was in talks of like a contract and then I started talking to like professionals on like employment employment law like can I actually do something like this can I group people based on their status and they're like you can't do that there are these laws and I was like okay so this is not gonna work so I was like okay I scratched that uh so the the next solution that I had was like okay freelancing is the key to, to to this right so what I built was a platform where I would be the middle person between a freelance undocumented person and a company so I would do the marketing on both sides so like a marketplace um and I was able to onboard six companies organizations that needed like part-time work or like short-term work and I was able to onboard 60 students to join my community and now when I brought in the, the the contracts six students actually ended up uh getting hired through me so I was the I was the middle person I would connect them when they had like a little orientation session with the employer I would be in that meeting to make sure that things were working out um and they got paid so I t- like these students in total made like two thousand dollars to be uh yeah. and and it was enough proof for me to be like okay you know this is a potential solution you know now I always go and speak to attorneys and that's something that I actually don't talk about like publicly that like when I did this project I again I went to employment lawyers I went to labor lawyers and tell them okay because I was doing research on, you know, independent contract the undocumented people, and there was like a case in Walmart that happened a few years ago that they hired independent contractors, and the way they got out was like through a lawsuit, etc. So I brought that case study to them, and I was like, "What this happened with what I'm trying to build?" Um, and then they were just telling me like, "Oh no, like, you know, you're moving a little too fast. These people are not insured. You know, you gotta be mindful of, you know, the re- repercussions and what you're doing, etc." And I was like, "Okay, great." let me move away from that idea for a little bit because i know it works it's just you know maybe i need a little bit more time and then the third thing that i did uh you know uh was uh i built are y'all familiar with like quora reddit like those type of platforms where like people submit okay. questions i'm
2: familiar with reddit but yeah not quora yeah, yeah so I oh, mean, like, the queue okay yeah. yes okay seen yeah. it
1: yeah but don't
0: don't really use it yeah 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 so those platforms the way they work is people submit questions people anyone can answer it right so that was the third thing that i did so i was like let me build a platform where uh immigrants can submit questions or people that that you know that that fit the description submit questions anonymously, and then other people can answer that and that was the platform that i had like 800 users 153 people signed up and uh, i was building partnerships with like two uh two law, uh two law firms you know like they they also started answering questions um and but the number one thing that came up was like how do i start a business how do i make money in the us how do i do this and uh after all these three iterations that i went through i was like okay it's clear to me that like it's either employment it's it's uh, it's either making money Uh, and starting a business so that's what like led to what i'm doing now which is i'm trying to build a business hub for immigrants Mm -hmm. that have that has like all the resources needed for them to start a business and um you know the like the first version of anything is my course launching um on on august 13 which is next sunday but eventually the the goal is that like in one hub you'll pay for a whole year and then you'll have access to either discounts or certain Like uh, accountants, people that can help you set up your business, etc. But it's a three-step process. So the first step is I want to help them get set up. Mm -hmm. Second step is I want to help them scale. And this is where some businesses might make 100k to 100k livable like wages, and then they'll be able to hire internally. So what I realize is that if I try to you know convince other organizations to hire, that's not going to work because the immigration and document. It's always like it's either this or that. But if I can actually build the next generation of immigrant entrepreneurs that can hire, I think that that's a more viable option that that I'm willing to pursue. And then the third one is more ambitious, which is the third step, which is helping them retire. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have a social security number, how do you retire? Well, one option that hasn't been looked at a lot is like selling their business, right? So that would be the third step. It's extremely ambitious where I would have to purchase a stake in the company and then help them sell it um but it's a three-step process and right now i'm just at the step one um with the course but the vision is to be nationwide you know really fulfill the the next generation of immigrant entrepreneurs highlight their stories and um, i feel like there could be a lot of conferences year year wide there could be a lot of fellowships coming through what i'm building and i can bring like that community to to this community that extremely needs it and not only will there be will they be uh wealthier but they would also be able to provide jobs and retire which is like the the whole package when this succeeds. uh but it's gonna take some time um but yeah that's where I'm at so it's it's uh everything that I've done up to this point has led me to where I'm at you know when I worked as a day laborer I realized that certain people take advantage of the community if they don't speak or they don't look a certain way and for me it's more on like let's build the like there's already a lot of immigrant entrepreneurs out there like street vendors large majority of them are immigrant entrepreneurs except that they didn't have the education and the technology in English Mm -hmm. now what happens if there is a platform that helps them prepare you Mm -hmm. know to to build big businesses and gives them the community the knowledge and the technology side so that's that I mean I'll leave it at that I mean but it's like a whole
1: wow it's gonna take some time
0: for sure but i feel like i can solve it so that's what i'm working on is that how
1: you came up with the name prepare
0: yes yes i was like if only like because i I look at my dad my dad's also an entrepreneur and like he has his own junker mool business but he has no well he has limited english he has no tech and i'm like but if there was somebody that helped them prepare like imagine where his, his business will be because the the biggest difference between people that like no english and no technology is that like they're able to expand as opposed to somebody that doesn't right so i think that's where that's the second aspect of everything where it's like the scale and stuff but honestly it's uh it's an ongoing thing like i still don't know what direction it could be webinars it could be a hub i don't know so that's why i'm launching something next week i'm like let's see if people come through let's see if people purchase it and i'm gonna try to build these partnerships with um all the universities in California, which would be my step one. If I could do that, then we can think about other other things. But it's 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 and I also I also want to say, too, that I didn't do this by myself. Uh, I uh, I had I've been I worked with like eight people in total. Like last year, I had a few interns learn a lot of I had a lot of mistakes. Uh, yeah. And I also like was part of like entrepreneurship programs at UCLA, UC Berkeley. Um, and other places and I raised like $27,000 like just with this business like trying to pitch it and um so I haven't done this I haven't gotten this far just by myself like it's been about like just interviewing people even with the course like I interviewed like 200 people uh, for the course so it uh it's a lot of work (laughs) but it's not just me like you know I'm I'm I'm, and I and the reason why I put out content is because I want people to give me feedback real-time feedback Mm -hmm. and and stuff so yeah I'll stop there.
1: <laughs> so how do you plan um, to like fund and sustain your business right now?
0: Well, right now I have some funding. Like I, I recently got a, like a grant, uh, so I have that right now, but, uh, you know, when I launch the course, the course is going to be either a hundred or $150 for the course. Um, but next year's plan is to charge a whole year and, uh, just onboard like a thousand people and I should be good, what? but um i just need more data you know I, I just need more data on like what is it that people really need mm-hmm. if i figure out that people need like funding organizations all right where can i find those partners and that would be on the platform people can pay a yearly fee like if i'm gonna charge 200 dollars, it needs to be a product that is at least worth two thousand dollars yeah uh so you know mm-hmm. but yeah i mean right now i have a job so uh, and then, unless like when i launch this course i get a ten thousand dollars that day then I'll get my job uh, if not like I just use that money and then I just reinvest it and I apply for programs and and stuff so that's how I'll I'll make it happen
1: yeah and then uh we also saw that you are launching your own podcast channel what is that going to be about
0: I mean it's it's it just fits with the brand you know like I just want to document you know what I'm doing like I just want people to to see like okay this is what I'm up to this is how I made a thousand dollars a month these are some of the things that I'm learning um I'm not a $10,000 a month entrepreneur yet I'm not a hundred thousand dollars a month but I would love to you know because for me to get there I need to become that person um but I'm not there yet but like what I can what I can talk about at this moment in time then I I love to document it and hopefully people tune in and then they're like oh like I found something uh you know useful here and and really for inspiration but also selfishly i just want to listen to my whole journey because one day i want to i want to launch three bucks so when i make my first a hundred thousand dollars i'll launch a book that like outlines okay this is what i did but mm-hmm. i made my first million and then when i make my first a hundred million so like those are the three bucks i, I think a billion it's a little of a, of a stretch i think that depends on like where, where i'm at but <laughs> i want to launch those three bucks and all this documentation of everything like uh yeah it's just it's just for me really (laughs) i mean people can tune in but like it's it's for me to learn from my own things you know (laughs) so yeah Yeah. that's what it's gonna be about but we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes
2: yeah it's like trial and error because um you know you'll never know until you've launched it and then you'll get feedback like you said and also we exactly yeah you have like a good presence on like youtube TikTok, and even linkedin you know so i think you've been doing a lot of outreach to give value to the audience and then Mm -hmm that's why it shows in your work right so Mm -hmm. but yeah how do you take care of yourself like in terms of mental health not to you know like burn out yourself because I know like this entrepreneurship can be like oh go 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 so like how do you find that balance you know
0: I go to the gym
1: (laughs) so like
0: so uh you know when when I was dealing with depression uh I mean I didn't talk about this earlier but I used to take antidepressants when when uh when I was really like extremely depressed anxiety major um but one of the things that i realized is that like when i used to go to the gym my mental health was just great i have to incorporate every single day in my in my routine whether it's after work whether it's before i go to work um it really helps me just to like calm down i turn off all my notifications if i'm at the gym nobody bother me i'll either play a song that i like or i'll play an audiobook Mm -hmm. um even though sometimes when i play an audiobook and like like I'm at the gym right now and I'm like doing a, an exercise and then they change the chapter and it says like when I'm about to hit a one like a PR like a personal record and then they're like chapter two I'm like damn I need like some motivation there because I'm like literally like this and then they're like chapter one I'm like damn bro so they messed me up, <laughs> up but like yeah so like I I um I go to the gym that's that's one thing that I I try to do five times a week Uh, but also because I'm trying to lose weight you know the quarantine ate a lot of uh, Asian food I love Asian food so I'm just trying to lose that uh so that's the one I watch like boxing so like I watch boxing occasionally on Saturdays (laughs) so like if there's like a boxing thing happening uh, I like I like I mean it might sound bad but I like getting I like seeing people getting knocked out but
2: UFC kind of
0: no like um, well (laughs) UFC is like martial arts Uh, boxing is just like using your fists I think it's really cool Mm -hmm. um and like reading and then spending time with my family I think those are like the main four things I used to play soccer on on Sundays I used to but I yeah right now I I can't I don't have the stamina yet but when I can I'll I'll do that Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so you'd say you just work like five days a week and then spend the weekends for yourself
0: or I I mean I wouldn't say uh not necessarily like right now like because I'm trying to launch this course uh I'm kind of behind and I already publicly said hey guys like I'm doing this and have I have like 30 people on the wait list already like that signed up for my register so it's even more pressure um but yeah usually like Saturday Sunday I try to like keep keep it a little chiller but I think right now I just I just can't and I'm trying to raise the bar of everything so we'll see I
1: think that's our question like how do you stay organized with so much going on how do you organize yourself to make sure you give time for like everything that matters right
0: yeah well I just set priorities right so um okay so I set goals and I set my priorities uh so like every single week I have two. well I have several ways I manage my projects but for my business I have a Trello board and it has like names of clients Mm -hmm. and like the hub on a weekly basis checking things off that's that's one thing that's like the that's the business one then I have two personal ones one is like on my eating and then the other one is like on my business overall where are we at you know stuff so I keep track of that every week uh, so those are two things and then I use a lot of apps so like when I go to the gym I have an app called strong and I can like just create templates I don't need to write anything but I keep track of stuff um and then I have a scale so I keep track of that um and then I try which I'm not the best at, but I try every Monday to set like the whole roadmap for the week so I put it like what am I going to do after work because I work from I work in marketing uh so I do like marketing at like this business in downtown LA but uh you know so I work from 10 to 6 and I try to either do something before the uh before work and something after and as long as I can hit those goals consistently I think Uh, so yeah so i do a lot of things so i I use tools use apps and then like i try to set things for the week even though i'm not the best at it but i try to focus more on the actions not the results so you know i don't like like i can't control how many followers i'm gonna get tomorrow but i can control how many videos i post and i'm like okay i can control that and if i can post yeah there was a point in time i was like posting five times a day for five days a week like on tiktok which was extremely difficult Uh, but yeah, I just try to focus on the actions
1: and what can I can do. Do edit your own videos or like do you have a team that works together as mm-hmm. well for your TikToks, your YouTube content? No,
0: it's on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's on <laughs> me, yeah. It's it's on me, but like it's all connected, right? So like on TikTok, I have like startup diaries. I just share yeah. lessons, what I'm doing. I don't have to think of content, it's just documentation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and then um I like making content so like it's something that i enjoy like it's i've been doing this since i was in high school i filmed my whole prom like when i went to prom i filmed that so like it's just a habit like it's not i don't have to think twice about it it just it just happens um yeah but yeah it's mainly it's mainly me and i like learning new things so like the podcast thing like i had no clue on how to do it and literally like two weeks ago i knew one of my friends had a podcast and i was like can i pay you a hundred dollars so you can just teach me how to get set up and stuff and he was like yeah (laughs) so that's what i did and i learned it and then i launched the first episode like literally the week after so it's really it's quick it's quick quick. yeah
2: but so with
1: all these social media and stuff that you do like um you probably get all like people who support you and also people who don't support you right Mm -hmm. how do you like overcome with that
0: um well i mean it doesn't affect me right like like uh unless people are asking for help then yeah i try to respond if people like say anything up, like I could, especially it, it depends on the platform i think on TikTok, i get a lot of like love support thank you so much i'm gonna sign up to your newsletter type of messages how do i start a business that's more on TikTok. on youtube shorts not that i started posting my TikToks so with youtube shorts i get more comments on like oh maybe you should try being you know legal maybe <laughs> you know like things like that and <laughs> at the beginning it used to trigger me right but then i'm like You know i have their attention like something made them you know something made like i caught their attention enough to leave a comment and that's like a two-step process like first they have to watch the video then they have to like comment i'm like damn like that's good like i mean it helps the algorithm at the end of the day you know like yeah i try to see the positive of it um but yeah i mean some 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 comments are just people like trolling so like I, i i it doesn't affect me like i just it's like like whatever yeah at all
2: yeah i yeah no i think that's the mindset or perspective that you should have you know so that's why people um keep positive mindset and then that keeps on like fueling them to just keep on making content for yourself and for others right when you don't care so yeah
0: yeah i mean it's it's more on like i can control what they think
2: yeah Yeah, right
1: yeah
0: it's like i mean i don't know what was going through their mind why they left that comment maybe they had a bad experience with someone that wasn't documented right like maybe that's what they've seen and um you know i i can't agree or disagree when it's their opinion you know opinions are like people's i'm not gonna be like oh yeah no like (laughs) and then like yeah it's just they don't know enough you know like they just some people just don't know like like if i could get citizenship tomorrow of course I'll do it like isn't that like the like the obvious thing like I would go ahead and do it but I can't do that right now so like
2: Mm -hmm. at least
0: not yet but
1: you know so we just have a few more minutes left uh we do have one last question for you it's um what advice do you have for other immigrant entrepreneurs who are looking to start a business or who may be facing like similar challenges Mm -hmm.
2: or like who are struggling to start a business yes what did you say
0: don't overthink it don't overthink the legal stuff don't overthink your idea just try to prove it to yourself that people are willing to pay you for it so you know like that i think that's it like i think a lot of people overthink i need to know llc's i need to know all this no that's just one aspect of it right like like that's just the that's just you setting it up like (laughs) the real thing about me to getting a business is like making money (laughs) like if you can't make money you're not like it doesn't matter you're no see like i'll tell you one thing yeah as an LLC, you got to pay $800 every single year, regardless of whether you make money or not. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't you want to start making money, you know, like before you set up your LLC and then use that money to set it up, pay somebody to do it. And then you're like, okay, now this is working, you know? So I think don't overthink stuff, don't overplan. Like uh, my course, I literally had this idea since the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And then at the beginning of uh, July, I was like, I'm gonna launch this in August. Like, it's just gonna happen I don't know how I'm gonna do it I don't know what I'm gonna do but let me see and then now like I'm starting to like put it out there so just don't overthink it if you have this idea what is the fastest thing you can do today and I learned this from my accelerator programs Mm -hmm. like uh, something didn't work my my mentor at those entrepreneurship programs are telling me like go and build momentum like get the ball rolling like do something because if you you know you're not moving forward you're not making any progress and i think a lot of people confuse um uh what's it called i think a lot of people confuse like motion with progress like (laughs) uh, just because you're moving doesn't mean you're making progress yeah no so you know that that's how it is that's that's my advice
2: yeah thank you so much for sharing your story with us because you know like it's really inspiring and we really like how passionate you are about helping undocumented entrepreneurs and even me like You know i interviewed with you last year for your um company oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's how i started like you know following you your journey and um we really find you inspiring so i just love that you do the work for um the community and for people you know like us so really appreciate you and your time and um, yeah it's just you know the start of um, a successful journey i would say right yeah we can yeah we would love to talk on and on and know more (laughs) about you know all your business all your journey but yeah thank you so much for sharing yeah this is really nice and wholesome
0: yeah of course and let me know if I can support you in any way like the only way whatever I do is successful is if you're successful and 10 dozen other people a million other people are successful right like there's no point of somebody making it and having nobody there you know like my vision of making it is okay i made it but also look at how many other people made it with me right like yeah, like yeah. for example like what if your podcast you could one day sell your podcast to a bigger corporate or like a bigger corporation and it actually happens more than you think like i don't know if that's within plans right but it's like you could build a podcast you can bring other people you can start making money i don't know i'm just if there's any way i can help let me know <laughs> like i'm here like legit i'm here Feel free to reach out. You want to connect like I'm here. And um, and yeah, just, just know you got my support.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much, Juan. We might do a part two. Thank you so much for tuning into our episode with our special guest, Juan. And I hope you guys find lots of tips and insights um, to start your own journey. And just I hope this episode serves as, as an inspiration for you guys too. Um, and again, thank you so much for the love. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.